Motion, A1 Custom Car Care. All right, good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Sarah, how is fall treating your world it's been pretty good so far this is like the last show that we do before halloween so happy early halloween everybody yes hopefully everybody halloween definitely i think is one of the more popular holidays would that be a good way to put it you think i think so i i definitely enjoy it you know it's uh it's kind of a a, i don't want to say escape from reality but i guess that's kind of the goal right uh it just seems like a, a really good time to celebrate the change of seasons i guess that's right and it uh as i you know as a kid it was always about the candy obviously um now i really enjoy seeing the kids dress up Mm -hmm. that is just the coolest thing stacy uh with with our little brinley she's autistic so she likes lights quite a bit yeah she got her some kind of a and i don't know what else to call it other than like a princess or a fairy dress that with technology now, there's like LED lights throughout oh, the fun. whole thing. And it's got like a little hood or thing that goes on top of it. Oh, so that's good. I and for safety like too. That's yes. good. You will not miss her for sure. <laughs> it was something I appreciated last year. You know, the first couple of years was a little scary with her. Yeah. Um, but we took her. Uh, Youngblood, I don't think is Youngblood anymore, but... They did a, uh, a special needs trunker treat there oh, last how year, nice. which was just, you know, kids with varying disabilities, I guess would be the best way to put it. But I really appreciate the fact that they did that. It was just something for her to get out that was a little special. Mm-hmm. It was very controlled. You know, it wasn't like a lot of people, which is really important in today's day and age. But I guess just a shout out to them that I appreciate the fact they did that. Yeah. Well, I know that I think Republic... <clears throat> did one this year and i think springfield always does one but there is like a organization or maybe it's just a group of people they will make a map of like the best like halloween decorations the best halloween lights they do it for christmas time as well but republic got in on the game so i'll see if i can find that because that's kind of your neck of the woods and i bet your family would really enjoy that you can just kind of drive through mm-hmm. the neighborhoods and see all the, the spooky decor. Most definitely. I really enjoy that quite a bit. Of course, our older kids are, they're old and got their own things going. Uh, went to, have you been to any high school football games lately? I, I hate to not. bring this about. Uh, so Jonas is a freshman. He did get a little playing time, which was really cool. But uh, Marionville won their conference this last Friday night. Ooh, good for them. Um, I got there about halftime. And it was like 50 to nothing. And it ended up Oof. being, I think, 60 or 57 to to nothing. So, so they, they whooped them. They whooped them big time. So shout out to to my boys there in Marionville. Well done. Uh, they are undefeated this season. And the seniors, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, are undefeated since like their eighth grade year. Hmm. So five, six years, however long it's been. Uh, that group of seniors has not lost a football wow. game. So well That's done. That's pretty neat. It's definitely a, a sight better than we did when I was playing football in Marionville. And I didn't play a ton of football down there, but um, they're doing well. So it's always the, you know, fall is in the air for sure. Um, on my to-do list has been splitting firewood. So we've done a bunch of that. And then I saw uh, if you out there have campers or RVs, I saw some 32 degree lows coming up in the forecast. So you got to winterize your camper. So I know you and Ryan probably don't have one yet, but I imagine on the list. one of these days. Um, but are you guys getting ready for winter? 
I guess is the is the big question. We are. In fact, we switched out our emergency car oh, kits well a little well early, done. which ironically enough, then the weather decided to do a 180. <laughs> yeah, here in Missouri. I know, of course. So now we're seeing 70s and like lower 80s and even high 60s. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that that weather is coming. So oh, yeah. It'll be okay. It'll be here before you know it. But this is kind of a good PSA to go Mm -hmm. ahead and switch out those emergency car care kits if you do so. And one thing that I definitely want to recommend, if you are a person who takes out your ice scraper just to kind of free up Mm -hmm. some room, make sure to put that back in. Also make sure to have one on the outside of your vehicle Mm -hmm. as well, because sometimes those doors, they get stuck. And if you don't have a remote start on your vehicle, it can be kind of a pain in the butt Mm -hmm. to get inside the vehicle to do the scraping. Have you ever used the de-icer in a can? I have not. Do you recommend this? I do. Okay. So during the course I reference this, this is like a pivotal point in my life, I guess. The ice storm that we had uh, late 06 into 07, I was doing roadside diesel service back then. I actually was not working with A1 Custom at the Mm. point. And thankfully, um, as well, thankfully or not, however you want to put it, I had to do a lot of cold starts to get those trucks running because during the ice storm, we didn't have power. And so the block heaters weren't working. So it was this whole deal. Like I worked my tail off during that ice storm. And one of the uh, big fleets that we took care of, they had cases and cases of de-icer. Now, I've always seen that in a lot of people's uh, garages. Well, they'll have like a partial can that's been there since like 1983. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I never understood like why somebody would have that. And now to your point, which I think is a great point to keep your ice scraper outside of the car as well. I don't keep the de-icer inside the car, but I do keep it in the house. Most of the time you're going to get iced in while you're at home or in the garage at home. And that stuff is amazing. It really, really is. Now you go through it really fast. But the alternative where a lot of people, everybody's door handles are plastic now, Mm -hmm. you will pull the door handle off before you get the door unfrozen. And so what that does is it's, I'm assuming it's a high alcohol content is the active ingredient in there. But that stuff is definitely worth keeping a few cans on hand for sure. Is there a specific brand that you recommend or are they all kind of made the same? I'm not as versed on that. I would assume that they're all made the same. I think what I stock is a peak uh, de-icer. It has actually a spray head and a scraper built onto the can. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen those. So it was kind of neat, I thought. So that's the brand that we've gone with. But I would recommend keeping a can or two around. I don't think you need a case around unless you got a bunch of vehicles or something. But that would be an extra kind of creature comfort, if you will. Or, uh, you know, in my case, I could clean out my garage to where you could fit a car in there and then it wouldn't get iced up. I mean, you know, so tomato, that tomato, too. you know, either keep some de-icer or clean out your garage, whatever you want to hey, do. Hey, I'm cleaning out my garage. <laughs> I guess that's another fall maintenance item yes. to do. Uh, so... I mentioned the Ranger all the time, the Danger Ranger. Yep, 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 yep. I gave my husband two years and call me hateful or whatever, but I'm like, look, it's been in this garage for like two years. Have you worked on it? And he's like, no. I was like, are we going to get rid of it or is it going to stick around? And so finally he gave the the go ahead to get rid of the Ranger. (sighs) No. He says he doesn't have enough time for it. And he he really doesn't. So might as well, you know. I saw a video... Uh, and it made me think of you guys and the Ford Ranger. 
it was a guy towing a, it wasn't a huge fifth wheel camper, but it was a pretty good sized fifth wheel camper with a ranger. That's right. And of course they used the theme song, which I don't think the FCC would let me sing on the radio here. It's a Ford Ranger. It's a Ford Ranger. Uh, And so they had videoed this Ford Ranger (laughs) towing, which actually, uh, interestingly enough, I worked on a Ford Ranger probably about 10 years ago that had a fifth wheel plate in the bed of it. Mm -hmm. And I asked the old boy and he's like, well, you know, it tows it and it does okay. It's not a powerhouse. Those little Rangers are unbelievable. They're tough so, little trucks. Everybody out there in Radioland, you'll have to envision this solitary, sad tear of mine, you know, rolling down my face that you're going to get rid of the Ranger. I know. Well, hey, I gave him two years to yeah, work on it. I know. I know. And he's been very busy and we got a lot of things, especially coming up in like the next year and a half so i'm like look you are not gonna have time i I think you and stacy must like get together and talk or something (laughs) because i have the little mazda pickup that i threatened to get running for the last several years and as i sit here and think about it i'm not helping ryan's case so ryan if you're out there i'm sorry we bought our house i think in 2016 or 17 and it has been sitting in the same spot since then as well as I had towed it from my mom's property, which it had probably sat there seven or, well, maybe three or four, five years, I don't know, several <laughs> years prior to that. And it's still in the, you know, I'm letting it go to pot, which is a bad call on my yeah, part. Yeah, don't so, do that. Uh, that's how she judges whether I really want something or not, is it whether I would get rid of the Mazda. And no, I'm not getting rid of the Mazda. So... I, uh, two years, really, Ryan should have like seven more years before you really get upset about it. Nope. That's it. You're just, I need my garage. You're stonewalling him. I do. I need my garage <laughs> so I can park another vehicle well, that see, we use. Well, you guys use. have fields. You could put it out in the field. We've already got one in the field, Dustin. <laughs> well, it's lonely. <laughs> it's lonely. It's like livestock. You have to have, they have to have company. No. So. All right. I think I'm going to lose this one, but we're going to take a break. Sarah and I are going to pick it up on the other side. Your complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. All right. Welcome back. Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. We kind of bird walked a little bit in that first segment there. Uh, you kind of let me down. I'm just putting that out there, Sarah. You know, I don't care. <laughs> Well, you fake that really well. <laughs> I, I, the, the the feels you hit me right in the feels with the, I don't care. Well, we're talking we're talking <laughs> fall. We're talking maintenance, and one thing that also is kind of common with mm-hmm. fall is crime. Yep. I mean, crime happens whenever it does. But you do see an increase in the fall time, especially leading up to like Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, but I do have an article that I want to okay. share with you this morning. Let's dive in. It's from Fox Business. U.S. car thefts jump 10% wow. over 2022. These models are thieves' favorites. Okay. So I figured we could walk this through this. This be interesting. This. Yeah, I figured we could walk through this and chit-chat about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the FBI said Monday motor vehicle thefts posted a double-digit jump year over year in 2022. They experienced a 10.9% spike from 2021 to 2022 wow. in the U.S., according to the Federal Law Enforcement Agency. It pegged the total numbers of cars stolen last year at nearly... One million. That is insane. That is crazy. That is really just insane. Now, the motor vehicle theft figures came as part of a wider set of data that U.S. crime that the FBI made publicly available. So separate reports have previously suggested that some vehicle models are more popular targets of thefts than Mm -hmm. others, which, you know, that makes sense. Sure. 
So in April, the Highway Loss Data Institute identified that Dodge Chargers SRT Mm -hmm. Hellcats as the car in the model years of 2020 through 2022 have the highest relative claim uh, frequency for theft. Mm -hmm. The top five also had the Dodge Charger Hemi, the Infiniti Q54DR, the Dodge Challenger, Mm -hmm. and the Land Rover Range Rover 4DR four-wheel drive. Wow. So the um, the Highway Loss Data Institute uses a methodology that involves measuring the frequency of theft by the number of claims per 1,000 insured vehicles, according to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. The National Insurance Crime Bureau, meanwhile, said in July that the three models favored by thieves in 2022 were the full-size Chevrolet pickup, Wow, that one surprises me. The full-size Ford pickup oh. and the Honda Civic. For those, the most frequently taken models were 2004, 2006, and 2000. On the NICB's ranking, the fourth and fifth most often stolen vehicles were the Honda Accord and the Hyundai Sonata. Mm-hmm. Now, the reports noted more thefts of certain car types, uh, Kias and Hondas, oh, yeah. uh, may have stemmed from part of a popularized social media Mm -hmm. event you know where people were posting how to break into certain kias and hyundai's and i think they were doing it with like a usb charger or something like that if you remember so that partially they have a way around on the dodges that that they're doing it through the data link connector Mm -hmm. um the hyundai's and kias i don't want to give it away but it's out there on tiktok there wasn't anything even needed. There was no theft deterrent systems oh. on those. So once they bypassed the mechanical key and tumbler part of it, uh-huh. it, it started right up with mm-hmm. no security on there at all. Interesting. The reason I was surprised on the Ford and Chevys is they have a pretty, I would say, robust anti-theft system on those. Honestly, even when they work correctly, a lot of times the dang thing, that's why your car won't start, is the anti-theft system's not working. So I was surprised to see that on the list. Now, it does mention 2004 and 2006, so those are kind of older. <clears throat> those were a pass key two and three systems, if if I'm not mistaken, through General Motors. Um, they were kind of problem prone to, to act up and not allow you to start it. So the fact that thieves you know kind of found a way around it you know it kills me the brain power that goes into being creative as a crook yeah like if you're that smart like i work and i fix these systems Mm -hmm. they're not easy to work with and i'm very well trained on them the fact that you're a scumbag and you put all this brain power in figuring out how to steal somebody else's hard-earned property. You could be so productive if you would put that brain power to something. I always think that positive. too, and it's sad. And people would pay you for that. I'm I know. Not, I'm not just talking like you gotta, you know, just be a good person and you know think happy thoughts. Nothing like that. You could make good money doing something other than stealing people's I know and you don't property. have to worry about you know going to jail, right. getting caught, potentially getting shot. Yeah. Yeah, the I just I don't get that, especially in today's market where it's hard to find people that'll work, show up, and do yeah. their thing because they're doing dumb things. I'm sure drugs and that stuff's you know leading to that. But anyway, I didn't mean to break into the story there. It just if you're smart enough to figure this out, then you know go get a job, bro. 
<laughs> so the FBI reported police around the country put almost 70,000 individuals under arrest wow. on the grounds of stealing various cars last year. Men represented over three quarters, so 78.3% mm -hmm. of arrested car thieves whose sex and gender were known, according to the agency. I thought it would be higher. I, yeah. There's not a lot of lady car thieves out there, apparently. Maybe... Um, I thought it would be predominant. I mean, it is obviously the majority. Ooh, so but... maybe women get involved in this because typically women are smaller statue. Maybe oh, okay. it's easier for them if they have to get under a vehicle. No, that's not a bad thought. Yeah. I don't. I, so here's the deal. I don't know how to steal a car. <laughs> so I don't know how one would do it if they would get underneath it or I don't know. Typically, most of it would be accessed once you're in the car and under the dash. Okay. Most of the... Um, thefts occur in that manner see i don't know i'm not a thief me neither <laughs> me neither i work hard for everything i got i assume everybody else works hard for their stuff so i don't even like borrowing things because every time i borrow something it breaks while i have it and i have to replace it or fix it or whatever and it's just cheaper and simpler to go and buy it <laughs> i understand yeah i like and plus i like having things on my own yes you know what i mean yes absolutely uh, additionally, incidences of carjackings climbed 8.1% mm. year over year in 2022, hitting 25,400 offenses per the FBI data. Mm. Such crimes happened most often at transportation hubs or outdoor public locations. Ah. The NICB said last week it found people had reported uh, nearly half a million vehicles stolen to the police in the first months of 2023. So it sounds like we're on par yeah. to beat that record for 2022. Definitely. So I'm going to tinfoil hat just for, well, I don't know if it's tinfoil hat. This is pretty factual. So it's it uh, car thefts went way down um, during the last few years when they were giving everybody a paycheck for not doing anything. Yes. They have stopped all that. Um, I always kind of have been taught of uh referred to as the velocity of money you know as they're printing money and just sending it out to everybody velocity or the uh surplus is very very high and for every high there is a low and i feel like you know they have stemmed all that inflation has eaten everybody's hard-earned dollars up like crazy and i don't think it's anywhere close to stopping in my judgment of my life you know, they say what, do you know what the topic of, inf or the uh, the amount that they're saying is like 12% or something like that, uh, the government's coming out after they reworked, uh, that they don't take in rent, I don't, and there were some other utilities, I think, that they just decided that doesn't uh, affect inflation, which is complete BS. In my life, I think it's probably between 30 and 40%. You know, when I go and buy things at the grocery store, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know, what I would buy for $100 is now $140. And it just, and even the quality and quantity seems to be going down. So it may be more than that. But anyway, my point is, is as fuel prices go up, as inflation continues to go up, my expectation is these numbers that you have gone over today is going to keep going up. Yep, I believe so. And desperate people will do desperate things, which is unbelievable, as well as, um, you know, they're repealing a lot of the penalties for some of this petty theft or grand theft in this in this instance. But uh, just doesn't seem like uh, we got a moment or two. I have a good friend of mine who had a bad actor that was living kind of squatting on property next to his. And they had him dead to rights. He had stolen a uh, tracked 
Kubota skid steer off a housing development, and you could follow the tracks right onto his property. You could hear him running it on this wooded acreage. They called the cops. They did all the stuff you're supposed to do, and they did nothing. Eventually, there was enough heat that that skid steer left on a trailer and probably went down to another state or something. And that home builder, you know, essentially lost out on, I don't know how much a new track skid steer costs, $80,000, $100,000. And so my point of that whole thing before we have to step into a break is even when they had him dead to rights on grand theft, they did nothing. And basically, they said their hands are tied. And even if they do push it to prosecution, there's nothing that's going to happen to that guy, which is just insane. It's almost like they're endorsing. So my point is, is you had better be a steward of your own uh, house, property, whatever it is. And putting some thought into not being an easy target or a deterrent, very important, whether it's a well-trained dog, whether it's uh, good fences make good neighbors, I think is the old saying mm-hmm. out there. And I love my neighbors, by the way. Joe and Pam, you're wonderful. But uh, I digress. It's one of those things that as things change, this is not something necessary to be fearful. I guess that's the biggest thing. I don't want anybody out there listening to to take this information and be scared. You had better be prepared. And you had better be as proactive as possible, whether it's good lighting, good fences, good gates, situational awareness that's something i work on with my kids all the time cameras um i i will say um i did have years ago a vehicle get stolen and i had him on camera um he had uh you know the face diaper on had a hoodie on there was no way all i could see him is drive away one of my vehicles and i was like oh yeah you're gonna catch a beating bro but nope, they didn't end up busting him. They took the wheels off that vehicle, the battery out of it, and probably a catalytic converter. It was a full total. So cameras, do whatever you can to protect yourself and your family and your loved ones and property. Sarah and I are down at the bottom of the hour. We're going to pick it up on the other side. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. You got Sarah and Dustin. We're halfway through the show. Sarah, you got another stower over there. And you already told me when we were on break that you are going to soapbox mm-hmm. on this one. Yeah, I got some I got some uh, high blood pressure that I'm going to release here. <laughs> so please don't have a heart attack. I will try. Uh, so if you have a Ford, listen up. Ford mm-hmm. is recalling more than 238,000 Explorers overdrive shaft issues. Yep. The Ford Motor Company is recalling, in fact, 238,000 364 explorers because the rear axle mounting bolt on some models may fracture and cause the drive shaft to disconnect. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, a disconnected drive shaft can result in a loss of drive power or a vehicle rollaway if the parking brake is not applied. Mm-hmm. Either of these scenarios can increase the risk of a crash and dealers are going to replace the subframe bushing and rear axle bolt. They will also inspect the rear axle cover for damage near the bolt hole location and replace it with a new cover if any damage is found. Now, the recall is going to cover model years 2020 through 2022. Uh, Now, the NHTSA said that repairs will be performed free of charge with notification letters going out to owners um, about November 6th. So if you do have a 
Ford Explorer. That's a 2020 through 2022. Make sure to check your mail because those recall letters will be sent out before you know it. So I had the pleasure a few years ago. I lost a drive shaft. Technically, I lost a transfer case, but the drive shaft was still attached to the rear differential. Was it a Ford Explorer? No, it was a F-250. Okay. And I was probably doing about 75. I was on the interstate. Um, the transfer case made a funny noise about as quick as I could think, huh, wonder what that noise was. The transfer case self-destructed. I mean, blew into a bunch of pieces. Ooh. And I was on I was on Highway 49 um, between Were you in Arkansas? Springdale and Rogers, okay. Arkansas. And there was traffic around me, which really stunk, because when it blew, there was shrapnel everywhere. And so it flattened tires, poked holes in radiators. I mean, it was a whole thing. But from my point of view, the drive shafts, both of them, the front was still hooked to the front axle. The rear was still hooked to the rear axle. And I will never forget that noise of that drive shaft beating the ever-loving heck out of the underside of my truck as I'm trying to get off of the interstate and get to a safe area, as well as those F-250s and 350s have really good mirrors on the outside of them. Like you can see a lot and I could see the pieces like tumbling down the interstate towards these poor folks' cars. So all I could say, nobody got hurt. Uh, as they, as I was broke down on the side of the road, I think there was five other vehicles other than mine that were damaged and disabled to have to call tow trucks. All I could say is they would bring pieces of my truck back to me is that I have insurance. Thank God I have insurance. Hey, sorry about this to the third or fourth person. I have insurance. <laughs> like this was this whole like super drawn out accident, if you will. I have so many questions. Yes. Okay, so first, did your insurance get canceled after this? No, thankfully, I did have it go up? the best insurance person ever. And uh, I have a good attorney friend of mine, so there's not any points on my license. So this was like one, um, you know, instance or, you know, I'm not a high-risk driver. I guess I was when I was younger. Um, so we have a wonderful insurance person, and I will stay with him for the rest of my life as long as I don't get canceled. <laughs> so this was not like I didn't hit anything. It just sheerly broke. So were people mad at you? No. So Good. This, this old guy came up. He was driving a square-body Chevy. Coolest dude. Had like a do-rag on, and he says, hey like oh my god this guy's gonna yell at me and I'm, I'm gonna have to yell back and i don't know what to tell him he's like did you see nascar that looked just like nascar last week <laughs> I mean, he had it had taken out his grill and his headlight and i said dude i got insurance." he said i ain't even worried i got two or three more of these trucks at home i'll just take the parts off those that was the coolest thing i ever saw in person he was the nicest guy uh. ever and everybody else was very nice too they just looked at me like there was a dodge truck that the radiator and like the front right tire was flat and it was pouring coolant all over the Oof. ground. Uh, he was super nice too. So it just was one of those deals. It wasn't, it just was a fluke thing. So that was my drive shaft experience. Um, that was something I wouldn't wish on anybody. That was a heck of a heck of a deal. We did fix the truck. We got it going. Um, but it was, 
it took a little while to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. So with what they are describing with this mm-hmm. recall for explorers, is that something that could potentially happen? Yeah, it wow. definitely is. And there was something in there you read that kind of made me think that maybe it was part of the pin that holds the um, the the axle and the spider gears in place inside the differential. Um, but yes, that is something that could happen. So if you were out there and it makes a noise, now mine made a noise and blew up within milliseconds. I mean, it wasn't like there was any like foreshadowed, hey, this is going to be a thing. Um, and I actually just, I didn't fix this one, but Eddie, um, one of our awesome techs out at Republic, he fixed an F-350 in the last few weeks with a similar problem. Um, now we know this is Explorers. For my F-150 folks out there, probably from 2015 on up, they've had a real bad issue with broken carrier bearings. So if you get a vibration under acceleration, if you get a noise, uh, don't ignore it. Um, definitely need to get it in and get it taken care of because if you don't, if you don't make it priority, in my instance, it made it priority and my world stopped literally. And the noise and the smoke from all the fluid, um, you know, the transfer case was full of fluid. And I can tell you for sure because when it blew apart, it got all over the hot exhaust as well, left a big, huge oil stain on the side of highway 49 down there so ford says that 396 reports of rear axle bolt failures mm-hmm. have occurred uh, less than five percent of which resulted in a roll in park or loss of motive power condition company also said it was not aware of any reports or accidents or injuries related to the issue so mm. thankfully yeah nobody out there has had any terrible problems hopefully they catch it early so is there a way now i know that you said that um you heard it within just a matter of moments Mm -hmm. is there any other way that your vehicle is going to start telling you like hey you better pay attention to this so two things come to mind and and both of them give you a little time one of them is as you accelerate, there will be a noticeable vibration. Okay. And when you let out of the throttle and you pull the torque or the force off the drive shaft, the vibration will go away. That's a very telltale indicative sign that I have a drive shaft or a CV axle of some kind. If you've got a front wheel drive or all wheel drive vehicle, very indicative of, hey, you need to get this to the shop because it is going to break. As well as the second one, when the needle bearings get dry, as you kind of give it some gas, especially slow speeds, and forgive me, I'm going to make some sound effects, but just bear with me. It'll go eek, 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 as you accelerate at slow speeds. And you have to kind of be listening for it, but those are dry needle bearings inside one of the the, Hmm. uh, drive shaft caps. So real quick while we're talking about drive shafts a big thing that a1 does i think a lot differently than other shops is i'm more than capable of servicing most drive shafts and pressing or hammering um u-joints in and out of drive shafts i don't do it a lot because that's in my opinion not the best practices that you can do what i normally do is we'll r&r the drive shaft remove and replace is what r&r stands for and I will take it to a drive shaft shop. <clears throat> Not only will I have the, the U-joint service, once it's reassembled, they have some equipment that will spin balance the drive shaft. And then they can add weight to make sure that you have a very well-balanced, smooth rolling uh, transfer assembly between your transmission and your differential. Why does that matter? Well, 
longevity of the differential, some of the bearings inside there, transfer case, etc. If you have a vibration, it will fatigue the metal and it will break something. I've seen that time and time again. So if you have a bad U-joint, can you press one in and out? Sure. Have I done it over the years? Hundreds and hundreds of times. Is it as good of a repair as if I take the drive shaft out, I have them do the, the U-joints, and then I have it properly balanced? No, it's not. So for instance, my service truck, the transmission let go in it here a few months ago, probably 220,000 miles or so. While I had the transmission out, I ran the drive shaft over and I got U-joints and balance done on that drive shaft to protect my new transmission transfer case, etc. It's one of those little extras that make the difference of how that vehicle performs tremendously over somebody that's just going to shotgun parts in it. Um, I'm looking at the longevity of that piece of equipment, not just, you know, hey, I'm just going to patch this thing together. And then I got to deal with it again in the near future. I don't have time for that. I don't think anybody out there having their vehicle worked on has time for that. I want to do the most complete fix possible while the vehicle is down to where instead of having to go to the shop four or five times a year, maybe we can do it once or twice and then just do maintenance from that point forward. It's amazing the difference. But we need to step into another break. You're listening to Springfield's KSGF 104.1. We'll be right back after this. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. You got Sarah Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Got a little time left. Sarah, I got a question for I you. I love questions. Fire away. So I have this happen a lot, and I don't always know how to deal with it. But I was getting fuel on the way here. Very nice lady uh, working at the, the little convenience store. Went in, got me a water and some teriyaki beef jerky because I love teriyaki beef jerky. And as I'm there, I'm in uniform and she's like, hey, my car does X, Y, Z, this and that. What do you think? I would love to sit here and tell everybody that I was that good. I don't know what kind of car it was. She didn't divulge that. But her expectation is that I'm an auto mechanic um, very well-trained um, auto technician for over 20 years. I don't know what's wrong with her car until I look at it. And every time I say, hey, I got to look at it, people look at me like, well, what do you mean? You just don't know what's wrong with it? What do you, do you think that's how everybody thinks of mechanics or um, whatever? I think so. I think that before all of the uh, modern technology mm -hmm. that we had put into vehicles yeah. i think that it was probably a little more simple oh my just goodness simplistic was it? yes <laughs> so i have a feeling that most people think okay well there's an engine in a vehicle and then there's um you know x amount of parts mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't realize that the teeniest tiny part can actually cause something oh my gosh, completely yes. different and that's something that i've actually learned doing this show with you is there are so many moving parts <laughs> in yes. a vehicle and it's different for every vehicle mm -hmm. i mean the vast majority of them are relatively similar with parts but yeah. there are certain makes and models that have this and that and they're completely different so mm -hmm. Um, I think that's probably why most people do that to you is they don't necessarily realize um, and especially like different year models, yeah. you know, like a 2012 is completely different than a 2002 or oh, a 2023. Drastically, so. yes. So 
I, I still struggle with that. I know I can see it when people are like, hey, we need to do some testing or check out on it, where they're like, oh, well, can't you just tell me what it is? And I've I've worked with some of the best technicians in the country. And the farther down the diagnostic world that I go, and that's really where I spend most of my time at at this point, I find that I I do not guess anymore. I am not the best guesser in town. And I, I will leave that to somebody else. I will gladly take second fiddle or backseat to somebody that runs off pattern failures because your point of the prior design vehicles, you could really go off pattern failures. Oh, you know, your points in condenser. Now I'm going way back now, but your points in condenser are bad or your carburetor's out of adjustment or yada, 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 yada. I mean, but now, and I think I gave this analogy here a while back, I had a vehicle towed to me, um, had another good technician looking at it. And he was on the right track. We had, I think it was eight volts inside to the in, internal fuse box, the ignition switch, which 12.66 volts is what we should have seen with a fully charged battery. And so I got to running things down. I was verifying powers and grounds to the PCM or the powertrain control module. And there had been significant testing done to this vehicle previously. And I see a lot of parts replaced during situations like this that they don't need. And this was a prime example. I ended up pinning out the computer and finding out I was missing two grounds on this computer. And I verified where the ground was, and it literally was a broken wire. I fixed this for my testing time and a small amount of electrical repair. And away they went with very little or no parts. Had that ended up at other facilities, and I'm not just saying A1's the greatest thing ever, but we're dedicated to the diagnostic side of things that's why i don't guess i mean there's no way i could say yes your ground is bad on g 102 and pin 47 on both connectors on the pcm don't have ground there's no way i'm going to be able to guess that and i hate that i would love to be able to just pull that stuff out of the air um, this particular question was exhaust related Hey, when I turn my uh, heater on, all I get is exhaust, which kudos to you for identifying that because carbon, carbon monoxide poisoning is real. And running your vehicle in the wintertime with exhaust leaks, that's part of the Missouri State Inspection that we are a state inspection facility that you cannot have any exhaust leaks in order to pass inspection and get your license. It's not just because we love doing exhaust work. Are we extremely good and very proficient? I mean, this company was built on custom exhaust repair. Yes, we are. I just mainly want you to not go to sleep and, and not wake up while you're driving because of carbon monoxide poisoning. In this instance, it's very important to do some testing and checkout to see what's going on and then get a real estimate. That's the other thing, and I guess maybe I got a moment I can talk about this. I have still folks call, which I totally understand. Hey, how much for this? And I can tell they're price shopping. And the perception, in my opinion, and if you've got some insight on this out there in our listing, please send it in. I'd like to hear what you guys think about this too. That all mechanic shops or all mechanics are created equal. And in today's modern, very sophisticated automotive industry, there are very far and few mechanics that can really take care of business. And they're they're getting even 
more scarce because a lot of the folks that were doing it have put in their time and it's getting to the point where they don't want to continue down this crazy rat race of technology and they're turning up and or hanging their wrenches and just saying, hey, I've had enough. I put in my time, I made my money, I've got some kind of retirement and they're retiring. So that's leaving you with less qualified people to take care of your business or take care of your car. Take care of A1 Custom, I guess, is where my mind was. And we have thankfully been very devoted to it. I mean, when I think about the caliber of technicians, um, you know, would I love to work on my mom's and sister's vehicles all the time? Um, if they needed it, obviously, yes. But there's times where I can't, and they just go to the shop. The guys take care of it. So I'm basically putting my money where my mouth is. They're taking care of my loved ones at this point. And, you know, do we run into challenges or do I have to get involved sometimes? Sure. But for the most part, the guys are as good, if not better, than I am personally. And I'm not saying I've hung the the figurative uh, moon in the mechanics world by no means, but I've been dedicated and this is my chosen profession. That's really the difference. When I look at doing business with somebody, it's not that, oh, it's convenient or, oh, they're doing this for whatever I want somebody that is passionate about laying brick to lay my brick. I want somebody that's passionate about electrical work to run my electric, uh, electrical system in our new facility that we're just getting pretty close to at the corner of Ford and Sunshine. I want somebody that's dedicated to their skilled trade. I don't want somebody that, oh, you know, I'm only doing this for a while or whatever the reason is. I'm looking for a service professional when I go to do business, because that's, you know, am I perfect? No. Do things happen? Yes. Have I misdiagnosed things over the years? Yeah, I have. But I have learned from those. I have had to step up and eat it and just be like, nope, this one's on me. I'm not, you know, it's not on the customer. This one, this one I got to take care of. I've opened my personal wallet and bought parts that I had misdiagnosed because that wasn't on the company either. That's that's ownership part of it that I'm talking about here. So I guess I kind of deviated out there a little bit. I would love to be able to diagnose things over the phone, guess. I could have made something up for that lady and may have been right. That would have probably been easier received from her that, oh, yeah, he said it's this. Well, then her expectation when she goes to the shop is, well, the guy at the counter told me it was this. And then when you get a skilled person to look at it, if it's not, that makes it more difficult on the customer. So when I get people calling around or I get situations like this, they don't like my answer that, hey, I need to look at it. The most valuable thing that I can do when I'm looking at one of your vehicles is be correct. And I let that hang in there a little bit intentionally, that that's the value that Dustin Atwood and A1 Custom bring to you guys is it we're devoted to getting to the root cause of the problem. Does it take interaction from the customer? Yes. Does it take good questions, good test equipment, and skilled people running that test equipment? Yes. Do I have to work on it sometimes more than once to get to the bottom of it? And that's the part everybody forgets. They think, oh, you're going to come in and we're going to get it right out of the gate. Well, I don't know about any of you that have been to a doctor lately. But there's a lot of times they don't hit it on the head the first go around too. But at least we're committed to getting to the right repair. 
that's very important. That's the value, in my opinion, that even if I got to take a swing or two at it, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. We are officially out of show. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Well, if you are out there in radio land, you have a question or a comment for us, feel free to text us on our text line. That phone number is 417-447-5743. Or you can reach out to us on our social media at 1041KSGF. Dustin, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. You as well. Be safe out there. Bye.